Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast, where we believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need just two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. I am your host, Maria Bentz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company who helps service-based businesses grow their revenue using online strategies. And I am here to share with you all of my tips and pointers every single week when it comes to digital marketing and business growth. Hey, welcome back to the show. Today I interview Becky Fegan, who is a business coach for beginners. She helps business coaches attract their first one-on-one clients so that they can sell out their programs. So if you find yourself in this spot, you just started in business, you want to figure out how to be a business coach, how to do this full time, this episode is for you. All right, Becky, I'm so excited to interview you on my podcast this time. So welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So we're going to talk about kind of coaching and getting your business kind of taking off and sending on clients, all of that, everything that you specialize in. But before we do, tell me a little bit about what you do and what inspired you to get started as an entrepreneur. Yeah, so I'm a business coach, mainly for beginner online coaches, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not how I started. I started my business in September of 2018, and it's one of those things where I always kind of had this thought that in some capacity, I was going to have my own business. I don't think that the word entrepreneur ever really meant anything to me, but even as a kid, I was like, watching HGTV and I was like I'm gonna own an income property one day like that's gonna happen and when I started getting into social media like in terms of the concept of like social media management um in college I was like one day I want to own my own social media management agency Mm -hmm. but in my head that was like many many years down the road like I had to have a successful uh career as a social media manager in like corporate or something and then maybe I could start a business and like I I thought that it was a very long-term plan um and then when I graduated college I did social media management for a bourbon distillery here in Kentucky and it was great but it just didn't feel like what I was meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like there was more. And while at that job, I ended up coming across this really awesome remote, like who doesn't want a remote job, mm-hmm. remote position doing content strategy for this travel brand. And I was like, ooh, this sounds like fun. So I got that and I ended up doing that. But what happened was, long story short, they couldn't keep me on. Two months in, I got an email basically being like, essentially telling me that they were letting me go. And I didn't- oh, wow. Like I, when I realized what that was, my dad actually like had to read the email too. Cause I was like, is this what I think this is? Like, what's going on here? He was like, yep, it's time to find another job. And in my head, once that happened, I was already blogging. And at this point I was also like, maybe I could become like a famous blogger and like making money off of blogging. Yeah. I had all these different ideas of like what I could do to make money on my own. And, um, I had this opportunity to start over, right? Like, I could decide, do I want to go to a nine to five? Do I want to get a remote? Like, what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. And I convinced myself that it was easier to start my own business than to get another remote position. (laughs) I love that. Uh, It's like so funny to think back on like what, but so 
I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try it. And that's what led me to starting my business. And it's really funny because when I talk to people now, I'm like, honestly, if I could go back, I would have probably had at least a part-time job when I was starting my business. Um, but that's just not like a lot of people are like, oh, I wish I could just start my business and not have anything else. But honestly, like having that comfort of knowing that something, some money's coming in mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. nice in the beginning, but yeah, that's just, yeah, that's what started it. So I started my business doing social media management and then I learned about coaching and I was like, oh, coaching that sounds cool that looks pretty cool (laughs) um and at the time I was like there's no way I can be a business coach like I don't have the experience so I started doing Instagram marketing coaching and then um I hired some coaches Mm -hmm. I did trial and error and then in April of of right now it's 2019 so but by the time that people are seeing this, it'll be last year, but April of 2019, <laughs> um, I like hired another coach and I ended up being like, you know what? I want to be a business coach. I'm doing this. I'm going to be a business coach. So I've been doing that since April of this year. That's exciting. So I love how you mentioned kind of going back and you would want to have a part-time job. So I love ask, like talking to people about their beginning phases of business and kind of getting timelines so that people can have a realistic overview if they're not working full-time in their business yet. So when you made that decision, like, okay, I'm going to start my own business, how long did it take you to see, like, revenue coming in? Or how long did it take you to get your first client? So... I think it's important to first state that I hired my first coach within three weeks of starting my business mm. and I think that helped a lot. Yeah. Um, but even with that, it still took me probably two months to sign my first client. And when I was, Oh, when I was, um, starting my business, like I said, I was doing social media management and the clients that I got, at least in the beginning were all in- strictly engagement clients. So it wasn't even a lot of money. Um, so probably honestly for the first at least six months of my business, I was making between like 500 to $2,500 a month, depending, like nothing was con- consistent. Mm-hmm. It was never like, I know I'm going to make this much um, because I didn't make any of my clients sign like long-term contracts. So it was all month to month. And I really just, it took, it took some time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing that you hired a coach within the three weeks. Cause I think a lot of people are so scared to invest, but that's so smart. <laughs> so smart yeah. to do that. Yeah. So what advice would you give out to someone who is just starting out as a coach? Um, I think like, and anybody listens to me like, okay, Becky, you're a business coach for beginners. Obviously you're going to say this, but I really do think that hiring someone is so helpful. And I mean, there's other advice I can give too, but what I like to say, and, and I think that it's really important when you're starting out is that a lot of people don't get into that entrepreneur mindset. Um, and so that, that makes it really hard to like get your business going when you don't Mm -hmm. have the right mindset. So that's a big thing that like having a coach can help you with. Um, and so it's thinking about like money and time. What's more valuable to you, money or your time? Because your time, you can't get back. Money is, you can always make more money, you know? So that's, and people, when they're first starting their business, don't think like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think is really important to think about is like, you cannot get your time back. So if you spend six months trying to make money and you don't make any money, then like the money that you would have invested in a coach to lead you to making more money, that's gone too, because you've been living off of it 
mm-hmm. have it, you know, need any money yeah. in your business or whatever it is. So basically like hiring a coach, especially in the beginning, it's like map quest for your business. It's like cutting off the corners and the, the, you know, traffic and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. making the wrong turns and you just can get straight from point A to point B and start making your money faster. That's such a great way to look at it with the map quest. I never heard that before, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true because even I, I think back on myself when I first started, you know, you spend so much time either researching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, taking all the notes, but there's so much information that you can find. You really don't know what's the best avenue to take. And yeah. I know when I hired a business coach for myself, even though it was like information that like, okay, maybe could I have found it online by myself? Yeah, but it would have taken me forever. I would would not have been confident in what I was doing. But having a person guide you, like you said, to avoid mistakes or to be like, hey, that's great, but don't focus on that right now. Focus on, you know, ABC. Once you get that in place, then you can move on. It just helps you so much. And I love that you touched on that because I think that is so, so important that I haven't heard people talk about that much, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like when you're first starting out or really any point in your business, like most of the stuff that a coach can teach you, you can find online, but it prevents you from having to like weed out the crap to find Mm -hmm. the right information, number one. And number two, it's not necessarily the stuff that you're learning in terms of like what you can find online, but it's like, um, you're then getting the support to talk out the things because you can learn a strategy online, but to figure it out and to apply it for yourself, that's where the coach comes in. And then it's also like, again, the time versus money thing of like, you're saving your time of trying to find the right information online by just giving, getting it given right to you in your lap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That makes sense. So if there is a new coach that is working with you and they're like coming to you like, Hey, I just started, maybe it's a side hustle. Maybe they're beginning uh, full time. And they're like, Hey, how can I start attracting one-on-one clients? What would you tell them? Um, Oh my gosh. It's hard. It's so hard. Cause there's like so many things I would tell them all the things, um, <laughs> but I mean, I think that the biggest thing is getting really, really clear on who you want to target and getting as specific as possible. Mm-hmm. And what's really clicked for me in terms of explaining this recently is like, you always hear the people there saying like, if you're, you know, targeting everyone, you're targeting no one and all that kind of stuff. But to think of it on an even more specific level, let's say as an example, you're targeting, um, married women with two kids, right? You can literally create your content always talking about like, so, okay, I'm using this example because I was just on a call with a client who's a fitness coach. So let's say you're a fitness coach and you're targeting married a married woman with two kids, right? Instead of trying to create content that's targeting married women, single women, teenagers, adults, um, the elderly, like all these different people, if you're targeting specifically that one person, you can create content around like having body image issues when you're married and like what your husband, like how your husband deals with it. Um, you can make content around, you know, being healthy and eating healthy foods that also nourish your children because who wants to make meals for every, like a different meal for everyone in the family, you know, like you can get so specific Mm -hmm. on the content you're creating to target that person that you got specific to target. And that's going to be what makes it so easy to like start 
attracting your ideal client because you're creating content that speaks directly to them. So that's what I would say is like a really big thing. And then the other thing is to have conversations, build connections, get to know people because that's so important. Like send direct messages on Instagram, comment on people's posts. Like clients when you're first starting out are not going to come to you. You have to find them. There might be every once in a blue moon, like somebody does come to you but like you have to start the conversations and build communication and that's what's really going to like push you forward and getting clients right off the bat and then of course you want to talk about whatever it is you're offering like Mm -hmm. if you don't talk about it how are people going to know yeah work with you yeah that makes sense so would you say like in the beginning to really focus on just bringing value to whoever you're talking to and just have that be their main focus yeah, I think that it's the value and the connection. Like, those yeah. are the biggest things. Value, like, everyday value. Even if it's, like, you don't even need to necessarily like, post. Let's say we're talking Instagram. Like, you don't need to post on Instagram every day, but at least, like, on your stories every day, mm-hmm. providing value and reminding people of what it is you offer and then spending your time connecting with people, to having conversations, that kind of thing. Cool. Um <clears throat> So my podcast, as you know, is called the Marketing Mindset Podcast because I believe that in order to have a successful business, you need the right marketing plan and the right mindset. Um, So I was wondering whether this could be based off of you or your students. What are kind of a main mindset struggle that you have had um, going into your business full time and how have you overcome it? So I think that the biggest things, and this I think comes up for everyone, it's mindset around money Mm -hmm. and mindset around like your abilities and like what you're doing. And also those like existential crises of like, what the heck am I, not like your abilities, but like, what am I doing? Is this even a real thing? Because the coaching industry is so new still. And it's like, what even is this? Is it going to implode? Like, how long is this going to last? That kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, But I think that the money one is the biggest one because there's this whole mindset first of all, like everybody's like, I can't afford this. I can't afford this. I can't afford this. Or it's the assumption as a new coach that like nobody is going to be willing to spend money on what I have to offer. And so either side of it is going to hold you back because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the energy thing and it doesn't matter what you believe like energy is energy no matter what and if you're putting out this energy of negativity then it's going to hold you back so like I know for a fact that my mindset around money has been something that's held me back a lot in my business because I've had a really hard time I've always been somebody that like hoards money and I don't want to spend it and I want to see like a really big number in my bank accounts um which is hard when I'm spent like I've invested I've worked with like seven coaches now since I started my business last year, which is kind of crazy to say out loud, but it's true. And so um, it's just getting really comfortable with that idea of like spending money and like, it's, it's hard. So like, I personally like went as far as like, I'm working with a money coach to help me with that. And it has helped me like this past month, guys, I have like, I got my nails done for the first time since I started my business. I like your nails are so cute. I was looking at them earlier. I was like, Oh my gosh, I want that. (laughs) I'm like, I really am. I'm like obsessed with them. Look at my nails, everyone. Um, But so like, I got my nails done. I got my hair done. Like I bought myself a few like new crystals. Like I'm just like enjoying myself and being like, I've made money. Like, why can't I spend it on things that I want? Like, why do I need to be, 
you know, hoarding it and Mm -hmm. stopping myself from spending money. That's so silly. So anyway, that's like, I think the biggest, biggest one. And again, like I talk to my clients a lot about the concept of like nobody being able to afford them. Um, and people, you know, people always say this where it's like, well, you're a business coach, you're promising money. Like I'm not promising them making more money. And like, first of all, I don't promise anyone anything. Like it's on my clients to make money. Like I'm going to teach you, but it's on you to make money. And the other thing is like basically any coach in anything in some capacity, whether you're working with entrepreneurs or people that have a nine to five, like something can convert them into making more money because if you're like a fitness coach or a health coach or a mindset coach and you're helping them love themselves or live a better life or feel good, that's going to help them to show up better in work that can lead to them getting a promotion or getting their dream job or whatever it is. So no matter what, in some capacity, every coach can help people make more money, Mm -hmm. whether it's like a goal or not. Um, so yeah, I think that the money thing is like the biggest one. And that's something that I'm always working on myself and with my clients. Um, and for anybody that's like, okay, Becky, you said that your answer was hiring a money coach. What do I do? I would say like, you know, I, I find that like journaling is also really helpful. So like journaling out why, I'm uncomfortable with money journaling out like why I don't need to be and like what what or like even writing like a list of like all the reasons I love money or things like some things that make you uncomfortable but then you look back and you're like oh yeah like why why do I have this bad relationship like I don't need this bad relationship with money how, um, how did you start your money mindset journey like what kind of triggered you to get on that path so I'm like a podcast queen. I'm always listening to podcasts. And also one of my coaches this year, I like acknowledged that strategy can only get you so far and then you have to work in your mindset. So I worked, I signed up with a coach that was like, this was before my money mindset coach that was just like more focused on like just mindset in general. And I started learning about this concept of like, you know, energy and if you're putting out this like energy of negativity like you're just going to hold on to your money but no more is going to come in and the next thing mm-hmm. you know like it's all gone so learning all of that and also just like it didn't feel good to constantly be stressed out about money even when I didn't have to be it just didn't feel good and it definitely did hold me back from making more money like for sure mm-hmm. um so through all of that I was just like something needs to be done like I can't live like this anymore like it doesn't feel good I'm constantly stressed number one and number two I like believe in this concept of like the universe and you know manifesting and that kind of thing and I'm like if I don't actually believe that I should be making this money because I have such a horrible money mindset how the heck am I gonna make it like I want a successful business so that's kind of what like catapulted it of like I'm tired of being constantly stressed and like I want to make money and I'm not making it right now Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so true. I feel like, I mean, that's the real whole reason why I named the podcast Marketing Mindset because as I was growing my business, my business did not explode until I changed my mindset and st- until I started working on it. And then you go and look at and read any books about billionaires and super successful people, the main topic that they talk about is mindset, right? And everyone thinks that 
to be an entrepreneur and to make a full-time income in your business to make six figures or seven figures like you have to be super smart or maybe you have some sort of secret sauce that you know other people have not figured out but the secret is literally your mindset and I love that you brought that up um, because that's like something I like, especially the money mindset part, but that's something that I tried to really um, like dig deep (laughs) with my podcast listeners um, for them to remember that. Yeah. But um, going back a little bit more into coaches, what are some social media mistakes that you see new coaches make? Ooh. Um, oh my gosh. That's like, that. that's really tough. I feel like, because I think that it's funny. I, because there are so many coaches in the industry now, especially business, there's a lot of business coaches, right? Like there's so many. So when people first start their business, it seems like they follow coaches mm. and they start doing, so they'll like, you know, start making posts that, you know, are, valuable and that kind of a thing they'll you know start providing value on their Instagram stories like they'll do all the things but there's still something missing and so in terms of like social media mistakes um I think that if there is anything the biggest thing is like not having a real target audience like not niching down enough um Mm -hmm. because like I said most of the people most of the people that I come across at least that are newer coaches are do have the gist of like creating valuable content, creating like a, you know, a headline for your content that like pulls people in to like read the rest and like providing value on stories, all that basic stuff they're doing, but it's like, they're just not targeting the right person because they're targeting everyone or, um, you know, maybe the, the other big thing that I do see, especially like on Instagram is that they're not changing their bio. And I think a lot of it is that people are trying to like, um, almost rebel from the quote-unquote like I help statement that everyone does Mm -hmm. but what's really happened is that like why do we have to reinvent the wheel like it works the point of an Instagram bio is for people to know what you do and know if they want to follow you because you can provide value for them and that's exactly what that statement does for you so instead of trying to reinvent the wheel it's like just put that in your freaking bio because it's actually help you in the long run (laughs) So I think that, and then maybe like, um, people that aren't trying to build out agencies. So people that are trying to just be themselves, but feel the need to like, not go by their own name on Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, or like use their logo instead of their own photo for their profile photo, because that's not to say like your business name can be like, it doesn't have to be your name. That's your business name. But if you're just trying to be like your own coach or your own, you know, VA or something, you're not trying to build out a big agency. People need to connect with you, like your face. So that's the other really big thing I would say that I noticed because, um, they feel that they, that to be professional, they need to have a business name and a logo, but, and like logos are still important. Like I'm not saying they're not, but like, don't use that as your profile picture on Instagram, use a photo of yourself and make your username, your name, because people are going to feel more connected to you when they know who you are and they know who they're talking to. I love that. I love that. Such, such great advice for anyone who's kind of beginning in that beginner coaches phase. Um, but so we're going into 2020. Do you have any exciting things happening in the new year or within the whole year? <laughs> so, 
um, this might happen, this might start this round, the round that I'm about to mention, it might start before this podcast episode launches, but I have my group program for beginners that, um, is starting in February. Um, and it's the third time that I'll be doing that, which I'm really excited about. And it's basically like that kickstart program to get, um, coaches businesses off the ground and sign their first one-on-one clients. And I'm really excited about it because since I started the program, I wanted to do an in-person retreat, but I was always like scared to do it or like it didn't or whatever and I'm officially like putting in an in-person retreat to the end of it so I'm really really excited about that um and then I haven't really talked about this at all and most people don't know I'm doing this but in the new year I am also um opening up a mastermind for people that are in like the next level so you you've had your business for a while already you could still be in like your first year or two of business but like you're trying to build more consistency. Um, you want to really step into that like entrepreneurial mindset. Um, you want to build onto your product suite mm-hmm. and you want to kind of like build into like more of that like CEO role. Um, so I'm going to be launching that in the new year as well. So I'm really excited about that. And that basically everything I'm doing from now on is going to have in-person stuff because I just love in-person and um, yeah, so that'll have in-person event as well. So that's so awesome. I know it's so exciting to meet everyone in person. I feel like there's a group of girls that we were kind of connected with online and we had our own like little mastermind group that we kind of just did every every month and then we all ended up going to pace to be brave back in October and we just like all got to meet in person and it was like now it's like such a different feeling now when we get on our calls I love yes. it yes it's so fun I'm in a I'm in a mastermind program right now and we had our in-person weekend retreat together in the middle of the program so oh now we- that's awesome now we still have like three months together but like the conversations they were great before but it's like so different now yeah and it's it really is amazing what meeting these online friends or clients or whatever in person does for a relationship. It's so cool. So where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is Becky Fagan and I'm going to guess that that's going to be in the show notes yes. because <laughs> my last name. Uh, <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram. Um, I am on Facebook as well. And then I do have a podcast. It's the If She Did It podcast. Mariah has been on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are those are the main places that you can find me. Awesome. And I will include those in the podcast show notes. And her podcast is really awesome. If you guys want to check it out after this. But um, yeah. Thanks for hopping on with me today. Thank you for having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.